Hi, this is Lise and Caitlin, and this is the Love Over Fear podcast. We were both nurses with a shared perspective about how the world changed in 2020, and we are in pursuit of what sets our souls on fire. In this space, we want to share holistic wellness and mindset practices to help you achieve whole body wellness. We both believe that it is important to approach hard and controversial topics with an open mind and always without judgment. Our purpose is to put love out into the world and help you move past your fears. Also, we want you to know that we do not provide medical advice on this podcast. The suggestions we provide are simply things that we have found success with, and we encourage you to talk to your trusted healthcare provider before trying anything new and always trust what feels right for you. Thank you for joining us. If you feel aligned with what we are putting out into the world, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. Okay, we're good to go. Welcome, Jody. Thank you so much for joining us on um, Love Over Fear podcast. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much. I'm super honored to be here. Yeah, it's really great. I'm just going to introduce um, Jody to you all. Jody and I have been friends for a while. We met um, doing Arbonne together, but we've really truly gotten to know each other when I decided to hire Jody as my mindset coach. Jody owns a business called Unleash Your Best Self. Um, it starts as a six week program where you really dive into getting back to who you are. And I originally hired her thinking it was because I wanted to grow a business like hers. But what I realized was, oh, just all the benefits that she gave to me. She's really helped me get back to my health, improve my relationships, um, increase my magnetism, and just really help me find my roadmap to my best life. And what I love so much is that once the six weeks are over, you have the option to stay with Jody every six mornings out of the week um, with a subscription fee. So I think that's so unique because I've done other programs where they were amazing, but then they were over and my growth kind of started to slip. But we hold each other accountable every single day in this continuing program that you have. Well, I'm I'm glad you appreciate that feature because it is my favorite feature as well. And I actually created the six-week program because I really, I didn't realize this at, in the, at the time. It was definitely in hindsight, but I craved a space where we were already all speaking the same language so that we could grow together without getting tangled in our problems. And so I sort of felt frustrated by like wanting to have these expansive conversations, but feeling like I was always needing to like understand where their foundation was missing in terms of how growth and expansion works. So finally I was like, okay, if you want to be in like this space where we have these conversations, you have to go through this six week, like foundational structured conversation so that we can like get somewhere. So we're not always tangled in the problems. And so that's kind of the, it almost grew itself in reverse, which now I think is actually the order of events that make things grow. (laughs) I love, I love that. It makes so much sense when you explain it like that, because it is such a beautiful space that I feel privileged to be a part of, um, the majority of the mornings and yeah, you definitely cultivated 
this space where we are all on the same page. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah. It's, um, I felt my heart just kind of like open up hearing that because, um, I really genuinely feel like that space kind of grew through me. And even in listening to you just share your introduction, how you said you thought you had, you had invested in yourself because you wanted to grow an amazing business, but found yourself growing personally. And I just want you to know that's the foundation of an amazing business. (laughs) That's still happening. Lisa and I were just um, talking a little bit about this uh, right before you got on because she just stepped away from nursing and is experiencing all the stuff that comes up when you are full on entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you want to say something about that, Lise, but. uh. (laughs) Um, We were just discussing that before we got on. the space that you described and being in community and having these conversations um, of expansion and continued growth and everyone being on a level playing field in order to have those and be of like mind. Um, I was literally just saying that I want like that community and being a part of that space with other women is what I'm prioritizing right now as I step into this new chapter and what you just said, like, who you are and your personal growth, knowing that, being confident in that is the foundation of creating a good business, a successful business. Um, And yeah, I'm so here for it, so ready for it, but it's really cool to hear that. And I love hearing other people's stories. So I'm excited to hear more of yours, Jody. Very cool, very cool. It goes on and on, that's for sure. Um, (laughs) we all have in common that we used to be nurses. I just officially announced publicly that I will not be renewing my nursing license this year. Um, Jodi, would you like to share a little bit about what led you to leave nursing and how it's led to where you are today? For sure. Yeah. So I exited nursing, oh, I want to say 12 years ago now, and I can tell this story better in hindsight. So where I was at at the time is not the same as where I am now, but now I understand that logically it made all the sense in the world. And so that's why I ended up there in that profession. And it was still making all the sense in the world. It was paying my mortgage. It was supporting my three kids. It was, it was checking all the boxes, but I didn't feel good there. And I, now understand that I would, that's just what it feels like when your heart's not in line with what you're doing. But at the time, I didn't know that you could just, that that was enough of a signal that you could just walk away from something because your heart was telling you it wasn't right. So had you asked me this question 12 years ago, I would have gone on a rampage about how wrong the medical system is. And that was me trying to like gain enough momentum and credibility and be able to exit the system and still be right about everything. That was a very important thing for me. So that's kind of how the story went back then. And I walked away, but now in hindsight, I realized I've always, and all of us, this isn't unique to me, but we have a really strong internal signal that's telling us where we want to be. And health and wellness has been my passion. And so as a kid, I just thought, well, that's nursing. That's where you go. You go to nursing. 
I wanted to go to being a physician, but didn't have the confidence that I could actually pull that off. So nursing became the like easy entry point into that. So I stepped away from the profession and it was terrifying because all of the support in terms of doing the right thing was behind that um, societally acceptable path. And I truly stepped out into nothing. I had no plan B. I had no idea. And that's where our bond showed up. And I started doing network marketing for quite a few years, still very much wrapped up in the health and wellness. But inside of that profession is a very strong commitment to personal development and mindset work. And that is what lit me up. And I I really became like a dog with a bone on that until I finally, again, followed my heart and listened to the calling that I was, uh, I wanted to be in a space to lead other people without having the um, structure of a business attached to it. I just wanted to lead them in the personal development space. So that's what I did. And that's where I am. I, you and I, I think why I've been so attracted to your energy from the start is our stories are so similar. That's exactly what Arbon gave to me when I joined. I didn't know that I was like, I thought I was going to be an Arbon lifer. But what I realized that it was about the journey, it was about the growth that I needed and the spark that it lit inside me to realize that there was there's more than you know, going to university, getting a career and staying in it until it's time to retire. And I didn't have that mindset until I joined that community. So I'm so thankful for that stepping stone in my journey. Yeah, me too. I wonder, I wonder if you did have that mindset and then that attracted Arbon to you, which gave you permission and sort of like a, it, it made you notice that mindset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's always been in the what came first, the chicken or the egg. Yeah, it's so hard to know. But it really doesn't yeah. matter, right? Because we are where we are. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, how does living in your purpose make you feel? And how do you feel like it impacts your life now? I want to give a really sparkly answer and say it makes me feel amazing, which is true. It does. But even more true is that it comes with a lot of really, really scary moments, like extremely terrifying. I can't, and I'm not trying to be dramatic. I don't tend to be a very dramatic person, but the level of fear that, that your own soul, it's just very personal. It's not like somebody else might be like, what do you mean? That's not scary at all to the exact thing that is presenting as like actual literal, like as if you're walking into certain death. It feels that real. So living in your purpose is is a combination. I guess it's in a to just put it succinctly. It's very rich. Like it's very love feels more real. Peace feels more real. But so did the harder emotions. They're definitely have more of a sting to them as well. And I'm learning to embrace all of that and to actually really. This is going to sound so weird, but really enjoy crying, for example, or enjoy fear or enjoy anxiety. Like what a weird thing. But there's so much liberation in that. There's so much freedom because all of those emotions are human. And so living in your perfect, I guess it's free. It feels free, but it's not always easy. (laughs) Not always. But when it is, it's amazing. 
Um, you've helped me do so much of that, um, in our time working together. And what I've noticed about myself is that those hard emotions don't tend to last as long or yeah, you notice that too. Like if I'm getting anxious, I just feel it come up and I go, okay, this is telling me something. And instead of battling against it, I just acknowledge it and then it's gone. Yeah. Sometimes in the beginning, that almost would re-scare me because um, I enjoy control. (laughs) Like I really want to be in control of how fast emotion comes and goes. And more than that, I want to be very, I want to analyze it. That's That's a comfort pattern for me that is over time shedding. So when an anxiety or a fear would come up and then it would go so fast that I wouldn't have had time to dissect it, I would feel a sense of like a loss of control, which is, which was scary. But, you know, as I've become more comfortable, just like riding the waves, like just like riding the waves of an ocean, you don't get to decide what wave is coming. You just can either ride it or get pummeled by it. (laughs) Yeah, it's not fun being pummeled by the wave. (laughs) Have you you ever experienced that? Because I have like literally... (laughs) Oh, uh, you know what? I think I have once and it was enough that I'm like not much of an ocean baby. I just don't enjoy (laughs) getting pummeled by waves. But you actually have to surrender to it because it'll pull you under and then you can't just get up. It pulls you up and back a few times before you can get out. So what a metaphor. Yeah, you actually have to surrender. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the ocean's probably pretty wise. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Hey, it's pretty powerful. Indeed. If I can interject, Caitlin, um, Jody, what are the ways that you practice surrendering and enjoying those more difficult emotions that come up for you? What are your tools? Yeah, I I was literally thinking about this this morning because I don't do it so much anymore, but to, to practice, I, I just found really like lighter and easier ways to physically endure uncomfortable situations. Um, so cold showers was one of them where I realized, you know, like you're not, you're physically okay. It's uncomfortable, but it's not like you're getting stabbed or something that you really need to like make it stop. But the reaction the, the emotional reaction is very intense. Like it's very intense and the, the desire for your body to curl in and, and for your breath to go shallow and for your fight or flight to kick in is it's real. So that was one of the ways that I realized, Oh, I don't have to like do the scariest things. I can do things that are, that just put my body into that conditioned response and then just like breathe through it. So just started to like sort of train myself that way. That was, that was one of the more deliberate and physical ways that I've done it. But as I was sharing, like I sort of started jumping off cliffs, but long before I knew that I was going to be a mindset coach. So like walking away from nursing, that was, that was one for sure. So I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've tended to, when I notice I want something, but what's standing in my way is fear. I'll take steps towards that and just lean into the fear and just like do the scary thing. It's probably why I was relatively successful in network marketing because sales, and that would be the other way. I didn't realize I was training myself, but what you have to go through 
all the fears that you have to put aside and the judgments that you perceive would be coming from people and all of those situations get really put to the test in sales. <laughs> and I was willing to do that. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize I was training myself for this, but I was for sure. I love that. Everything is just so, we don't realize how impactful it is in our, the next step we want to take, but mm -hmm. it prepared you. You talk a lot about loving your triggers. Do you want to speak to that? Uh, yeah, for sure. So one of the things I say is never waste a good trigger. And that is another way that I really would say that I practice um, reducing that stress response that comes. So it's very understandable that when you get triggered by something and a negative emotion comes up that you would then naturally avoid the thing that triggered you, right? Just don't get into that situation anymore. Uh, just quit doing sales because sales is very triggering, right? So you can just never do sales again. I've seen, you know, having been in network marketing, and of course, there's always the conversation where somebody is very excited to get started, and then they step into their first sales situation. It triggers a whole bunch of insecurities in them, and they walk away from it. I'm not judging that. I'm not. Um, but again, and like now my language has never wasted a trigger. And I can recognize that that's what I was putting myself through, that I would feel triggered, very triggered by rejection. And then, you know, need a bit of time to recover from it and then line up for potential rejection again and again and again, until I had what I know now is that by exposure to that and by sitting with it and being present with it and allowing it to process through, eventually you'll knock on a door, metaphorically, where you don't even notice if you're rejected or not, because the thing that it was it was um, triggering in you is no longer in you. So yeah, never waste a good trigger. <laughs> I love that so much. Surrendering the outcome and not making it about the outcome and yeah, recognizing that when you're feeling triggered, that's something, that's an opportunity for growth and you demonstrate that so beautifully. Thank you. Yeah. And I feel like one of the things that motivated me was having an understanding that you either process through it or just get ready for it to happen again and again and again. Like we're seduced by this belief that we can create a world where we'll protect ourselves from those things ever happening again. But eventually you would have to, your world would become so small that you'd have to never leave your home, which does happen for people, mm. right? So the alternative is allow those triggers to process out so you can be rejected. You can be rejected 20 times in a day and you're still fine. So yeah, there's like so much freedom to just releasing triggers. I love that. Lisa, I can see that you're feeling, looking really lit up. Do you want to speak to that? <clears throat> um, I just, I think I might get emotional. Love I it. think everything that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that you've been speaking to today um, is just like exactly what I needed to hear. Um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that I can expand on it. I just, um, I woke up this morning feeling a lot of fear and anxiety about where I'm at and what I'm stepping into. Um, and 
what you said about fear and like um, overanalyzing it. Uh, my girlfriend gave me a recommendation to write down all your limiting beliefs and then go into a meditation and plant the seed of that limiting belief and allow it to grow, allow all of the worst case scenarios to come out and then pull it out of the pot and throw it in the ocean. Um, and I was just thinking as you were speaking, like it, it felt like I, like I got to go through that kind of the beginning of that, um, for myself and in, in facing and acknowledging and finding ways to enjoy the fear and the anxieties that are coming up and knowing that's just part of the process. Um, just gives me a lot of empowerment and inspiration. So thank you. Wonderful. I love that. I love um, your, like your ability to be vulnerable. And I also apologize that <laughs> I completely forgot to start with the meditation. I realized that no. five minutes in. No, no, <laughs> no, we, that is everything happens as it's meant to. I believe that. So um, yes, thank you. When I first started working with Jody, I feel like every time we got on in the morning, I'd cry. And I started to be like, is this going to make my life better? Because I am just felt so drained for the first probably two weeks. Cried almost. Sometimes I would just, I'd feel fine. We'd jump on the Zoom call and I'd see the women and I'd start crying. And now I know that that is just the release of the old self coming out of me and it needed to happen. But it didn't feel good until I accepted it as part of the journey. But so normal and natural yes it is it is so normal and natural but if we just like give credit for a minute to how unnatural the idea of enjoying fear enjoying tears and i think i think we can like it doesn't take much of a stretch for a lot of us to get there like intuitively it's like yeah okay i yeah, I mean, we watch sad movies on purpose, so we must enjoy tears somehow, right? Um, but that there is a real societal, um, it just doesn't make sense to society to enjoy negative emotions. And so when you first enter into a space where you're crying all the time, it makes a ton of sense for the ego to be like, is this good for me? Is this bad for me? Like, I actually was pretty, I was maybe doing better before, but, um, there is definitely a process when people, especially initially enter a space and it doesn't, I, I don't want to say a coaching space. I want to say a space that is right for them, right? Where they are in a, they're held in a container where they are allowing things to process to through them. At first it's pretty messy because they have their whole life of suppressed emotions that need to come out. So yeah, I just, not you know, easy. to anyone having that experience, stick with it. It's a good sign, especially if you are like fresh into it and you just can't stop crying. Really, really good sign that you're in good space. Yeah. <laughs> I also thought I had done so much personal growth and I didn't know, I trusted that I could gain more from your program, but I was like, I don't know. And so I was so surprised by how hard it was at the beginning. And, but I realized that I have never really released the old self and how we've talked so much about how you do need to release that before you grow into the next version and shedding our skin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think that um, I think that society is just more ready for these kind of changes, and they're so we're we're straddling a time when motivating yourself and pushing yourself and being kind of like just disciplined and and do do do. It was good. It was a really good level of change, and it's what it was a phase that we needed to go through as a society, as a as a species. Mm-hmm. But we're evolving beyond that, and so now we're just at a space. So for ourselves, our own journey and personal development, we a lot of people think and they have done and read, and they're familiar with the concepts. And the concepts will never change. They're truths, right? So it's not that you need to learn anything new. It's just that there's a new way of applying it to you where the world is ready for this language where, like, it's okay to cry. There, and and I, would, I could say that to men, too. And that wasn't allowed, like, you know, two decades ago. That was just absolute nonsense. So just sort of asking to, like, give some credit to the evolution of our species and concepts you learned in the past are going to apply differently. So there's I just hope that people start to let themselves off of that, that inaccurate hook that they are, there's nothing left for them to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're always learning. Um, Jody, how do you feel that surrendering, um, the need to being right allows love to return to your body and in result improves your health? Cause we've talked so much about that. I'd love to hear you share on that. It's such a, okay. So let's break that down. Surrendering the need to be right allows your body to return to love, which restores health. Is that pretty clear? Like yeah. that's pretty much what you said. So actually just really similar to what I was just talking about is that what you were right about, you evolve and outgrow it. Just like society has evolved and outgrown men not being allowed to cry. Maybe like back in the day, it was, it was, you didn't hunt very well if you were always crying. I don't know. Like, I don't know, but maybe it was something that was legit. Men couldn't afford feelings at some point, but we've outgrown that. So in order to grow, there is always going to be something that you need to now be wrong about, that you were right about before. So it's true of our own selves as well in our own personal stories in our lives. So whatever has caused, so whatever you might sit with today and say, yeah, I can't because I'm lazy. Or let's say you you have a goal of wanting to just feel better. You want to just be happier, right? And so there'll be some sort of story attached that is like, yeah, but I can't because I'm I'm just really hard on myself or I have lots of critical dialogue going on inside. In order to outgrow that and evolve past that, there has to be a space where you're willing to be wrong about what you were right about, right? So when you surrender and you just say, okay, I have heaps of evidence that tells me that I'm not capable of being very happy. I'm on antidepressants. I've been through depressive spells. I, for no reason, will spontaneously break out in tears and it just never seems to end. And Or um, somebody listening to this conversation might say to themselves, yeah, right, I have cried for days on end. If just crying allowed things to process through, it would have worked by now. So they're right. 
I want to be very like compassionate about that. They are right. They have evidence of it. So in order to outgrow that, there comes a point where you're asked to surrender and decide you want to be wrong. Like you just are willing to be wrong because you want a new reality to create. But we're not used to that. We're used to only agreeing with what we can see that is already physically manifested. And so there's just a major level of trust and surrender. So when a person's willing to do that, they open up a space for their own bodies to return to health because and I just sort of want to say that even inside of the problem that they were experiencing like the depression in this made up example they're they're, um, part of the surrender is that that is a level of health for them at that time but that their body and mind and soul is asking for more and so that there's even a, a level of surrender where so I hope that this lands so in they're right about how much they hate the depression mm-hmm. and in the surrender they would have to be wrong about that and and be willing to say I actually love the depression so that they can free themselves of it and that is that is the highest level of surrender to become to fall in love with something you really 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 genuinely dislike and hate Mm -hmm. it really frees you and liberates you to to allow growth to come in and growth is always inside of health growth is healthy growth is natural growth is what you're supposed to be doing you can either get in the world of it and suffer illness or be in support of it and enjoy it oh I love that so much and you know it sounds easy when you say it but it does take daily work and I've noticed so many of those emotions um over the few months that we've been working together and you know anxiety is something that runs in my family and um majority of my family is taking medications to help with that and for some reason that never sat well with me but I now have after working with you and having the tools I see anxiety I do love it because I'm like thank you body like you are showing me that I need to really focus on this thought and figure out or not figure out, um, but like feel it. And it. I usually get an answer on what I need to do next. And then it's gone, right? Like the negative emotions are not bad. They're, they're just little tells to tell us like redirect, redirect, get back on your, the path to being the best you, which includes health and financial abundance and the best relationships you've ever had. So we need those stop signs, let's call them, to get us back on the right path. Yep. Yes, exactly. Beautifully said. Yeah. I love that. I am going to choose today to embrace and love failure because that is my, that's, that's the fear that comes up for me over and over again. Fail. Well, I better fall in love with failure. I can, I can fall in love with failure. I can choose that. So, so good. Yeah, That's so good. And that is that is a surrender to all the rules that you currently hold about why failure is not good. Right. So you're yes. letting 
yourself just be like okay fine i'm wrong about failure take it away <laughs> right like just that's beautiful surrender and yeah it's a very humbling experience and it's also sometimes i call myself or i say like i help people love their ego to death like it really I keep wanting to point here I do a lot of this when I teach so missing years to point up at my little flower here but um the ego has us convinced that it has to be right and that's how we stay safe and so when we choose love over fear we're choosing to just say to our ego hey I'm sure you know what you're talking about but I'm just not listening to you anymore I'm just not going to fall into all of these fear-based thoughts. We're outgrowing those and we're we're really outgrowing them. The world is just crumbling around us in terms of all of the authorities and the spaces that we used to traditionally just listen to. And like it's an it's an internal so what's happening for us internally and where we're ready to be as humans is mirrored in our culture and it's you know it's delightful in my from my perspective I just think it's wonderful what's happening around us and when I see posts or such where people are like it's so hard to be in the world right now or like they're so you know or they'll acknowledge or say and not to be um I I do appreciate that it has been very very hard for people but I see that as the degree of attachment to not allowing change to happen and i've really believed that that is voluntary and i would i you know it's what i love to do is i can't believe that i get to do the work that i love to do just like have a community of people and it also is creating a service that helps people enjoy their own day-to-day life even more like it's a, it feels like a fantasy because it was and now i'm living it right so it's a bit of a pinch me moment Oh, and what you're doing is so impactful and it is just causing this massive ripple effect that you'll you'll never know but but you know you know like when you're working living in your purpose and you're doing what makes you happy you are impacting the world in such a positive way well as evidenced by you know you this you guys are mm. doing a podcast and like I know Lise is I I don't actually know a lot about what Lise is doing with her business. It sounds like she's about to overcome a big terror barrier and like explode into like really growth, but I do know more about your story, Caitlin, and and here you guys are. Like going out of your way to spread the the knowledge and the, and the empowering inspiration that is possible to feel better ultimately is what it comes down to. Totally. And we're just having so much fun doing it. And like I said to Lise, I'm like, I want to do a podcast every day because I have so much fun. It just like lights me up. <laughs> um, Jody, <laughs> where's the best place for people to find you and connect with you? Well, exactly right now during the same hour, a brand new website is being launched and I wish I could tell you the name of my address, but I don't know. <laughs> well, once this is published, we can put it in the footnotes. Put it in the link. That would yeah. be amazing. So yeah, it's a brand new website and what I'm, what I'm hoping for, what I'm aiming for in the website is that 
um, people can really get a really good idea of what exactly it is that I do, how, um, what problems, what quote unquote problems that I solve because there aren't really any problems. So, (laughs) but, um, yeah, so I, I really want people to be able to visit the website and get a really good sense for themselves. I, like I've already shared, sales is something that I've grown used to, and I actually really, really love doing it. But I know that it's a swear word for a lot of people. It's a very uncomfortable space to be. So what I'm trying, what I'm, what I've created in the website is a space for people to really feel like they know me long before they would ever jump onto a strategy session or discovery call or anything like that. But um, yeah, the, the map is laid out there and there's lots of different ways to access. And one thing that I love about the programs that I've created is that the six week program is sort of the like, that's the heaviest one. That's the heaviest lifting and it's the heaviest price tag. But there's also lots of very gentle ways to introduce yourself to the community, to the experience of how I work with people and all the way from free to join meditations to like $39 a month to kind of watch from the background and, and, and on. So there's lots of different ways to get around me anyways. Yeah. (laughs) Highly, highly recommend connecting with Jody. Your life will be just so changed in all the best ways. 